Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Well, I'm going to start this again. Good morning, and thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our uh, state senator, Kathleen Pasadoma, will be joining us. Boo Mortensen, we'll find out what's new with Boo. And Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be with us as well. It is election day, and finally this day has come. We look forward to the results. Hope you'll get out and vote. On this day, by the way, in November the 8th, in 1994, 59% of California voters approved Proposition 187, banning undocumented immigrants from using the state's major public services. Despite its wide margin of victory, the ballot measure was it would never take effect. This is so interesting. Interesting information about the background of California and how things have evolved. In 1994, California, the home of President Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan, was not yet the Democrat stronghold, uh, many now consider it to be, a popular destination for immigrants from both Latin America and Asia. Its demographics changed dramatically in the second half of the century, but neither Republicans nor Democrats won a decisive share of the newcomers' votes. That would change after a group of Republican activists and state-level legislators responding to the state's economic slump and the presence of over a million undocumented immigrants decided to launch a campaign for what would become Proposition 187. In the name of saving taxpayer money, the proposition prohibited the undocumented from accessing basic public services such as non-emergency health care and both primary and secondary education. It also required public servants like medical professionals and teachers to monitor and report on the immigration status of those under their charge. Although public uh, support was high from the start, the threat of barring over a million California residents from the basic public services stirred up vocal opposition as Republican Governor Pete Wilson's campaign used the threat of immigration in an attempt to scare voters. 70,000 people marched against 187 in downtown Los Angeles, and 10,000 public school teachers and students walked out of class on November the 2nd, just days before the vote. The measure's uh, passage on November the 8th was an entirely symbolic and short-lived victory for conservatives. Within a week, a legal challenge had prevented the new law from taking effect. It was held up in appeals process until 1999 when Democrat governor dropped the state's appeal. Studies have since shown that Proposition 187 played a key role in galvanizing immigrants' rights activists and pushing Latin and uh, Asian voters away from the California Republican Party. Over the next decade, 66% of new registered California voters were Latin and other 23% were Asian. In the same period, Republicans went along from holding roughly half of the elected office in the state to less than a quarter. California since formally repealed 187 and enacted some of the United States' most sweeping protections for undocumented uh, workers and and, uh, aliens. So interesting background on California. Uh, Really, uh, that perhaps swung California to being a liberal. Hopefully, it's swinging back. The pendulum is now uh, swinging fully back. As I mentioned, today is Election Day, and it's on this opportunity to vote in the general election. The devil is in the details, so if you plan to vote today, here's some helpful information, I think. Polls will open at 7 a.m. until 7 p.m., and voters who show up in person at their at their assigned precinct. Voters in line by 7 p.m. will have the opportunity to vote. Voters can find their assigned precinct on the voter information card or at callyourvotes.gov, callyourvotes.gov. Uh, voters must provide photo ID as, and uh, signature at the polls, approved form of ID or current uh, driver's license, and you know the list of typical things that you can take. Just take your driver's license. Uh, <clears throat> Even You can even use your concealed weapon or employee ID issued by Florida Branch Department Agency as a, as a proof of uh, who you are or as an ID. Completed voter-by-mail uh, ballots must be returned to the supervisor's elections office by 7 p.m. Uh, November the 8th. 
Uh, voter ballots must be hand-delivered to the main office located at uh, 3750 Enterprise Avenue uh, in Naples until 7 p.m. or until our satellite office is at 6 p.m. And they're on uh, the government center in North Collier is, uh, and also in Heritage Bay. So uh, if you have any questions, you can just go to the website, CollierVotes.gov, uh, CollierVotes.gov. And it's just so important to vote today. Make sure that you cash cast your ballot. Well, subtropical storm Nicole is moving closer to the Bahamas early today. Nicole is expected to do two things, become a full tropical storm and strengthen. It could also be near hurricane strength by Wednesday. Nicole is expected to head towards Florida where it could make landfall somewhere along the Sunshine State's east coast late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning as a strong tropical storm of minimal hurricane. The, uh, or a minimal hurricane. The hurricane center said Nicole moved a bit further north than expected overnight and nudged the storm forecast path northward as well as in, over the next two or three days. The hurricane center warned that Nicole was a large and sprawling storm and some of its worst effects, including wind, flooding rain, and storm surge. The dreaded storm surge may be felt far from where the center moves on shore. The Hurricane Center said Nicole could bring three to five feet of destructive storm surge, hurricane force winds, and flash flooding in Florida. So uh, all of us should take heed and take care. Make sure, uh, Collier County, by the way, is listed as one of the counties within the uh, uh, area of concern. So do take care. We should probably see something along this area uh, Wednesday night, perhaps. Hopefully this uh, cold front will push it further northeast. Well, stopping on the eve of the 2022 midterms in the famous election bellwether state of Ohio, former President Donald Trump did more than tout GOP Senator J.D. Vance as a candidate. He also announced that on November the 15th, Mar-a-Lago, he'll be making an announcement on his hotly anticipated plans to run for the presidency once more in 2024. So, uh... Put that on your calendars. That should be very interesting. By the way, he was on fire last night. He's done a terrific job of supporting candidates uh, here in the running through the tape uh, for the election today. Democrat gubernatorial candidate Charlie Chris says the Florida Surgeon General is a quack and that he will fire him and hire real scientists when he becomes governor. What a <laughs> Chris has referred to Dr. Joseph Ladapo. He's an MD, a PhD. He, has had a, he was an endowed professor at uh, UCLA, but he says he's a quack. He's currently the Florida Surgeon General and Secretary of the Florida Department of Health. In a recent interview, Charlie Chris said, when I'm governor, medical standards will be based on science and professional consensus, not right or politics. I'll fire DeSantis QAnon Surgeon General and restore access to life-saving appropriate care, if you can believe that. If Chris was elected... He would all have his, he'd have his all masked up with vaccine mandates, even for kids. At least he's honest about being a complete health tyrant. Defeat Charlie Crist today, for sure. President Joe Biden, his approval rating among independents has reached an all-time low in one survey just before the midterm elections. The survey from NBC News uh, did provide some good news for Democrats, finding that they had enthusiasm for midterm voting with Republican respondents. However, on the president's performance rating, they were decidedly sour, especially among men at 38 percent, white voters at 37 percent, rural voters at 29 percent, and lowest of all, independents at 28 percent. Biden's job approval rating sits at 44% in the final NBC News poll. By the way, all-time lows with independents. His approval rating is just 28%. And let me put it this in context for you. Uh, what does a job rating mean? Some people believe it's the single most important indicator to understand where the election is going, said moderator Chuck Todd on Sunday's episode of Meet the Press. A number of other findings playing in the ratings 81% of respondents said they were very or somewhat dissatisfied with the country of the uh, state of the economy, while 72% thought the country was headed in the wrong direction. Biden's low approval rating among independents is likely to be a factor in, of course, the party's midterm chances. Things are looking awfully good for the Republicans right now. There is in each there seems to be in each poll a spread that's widening between the Democrats and the Republicans in the Republicans' favor. Well, Twitter, uh, his owner, 
Elon Musk, the world's richest man and a person, on Monday recommended that voters pick Republican candidates for the U.S. Congress in Tuesday midterm elections. His reasoning is interesting. To independent share power curves with shared power curves, uh, the worst excesses of both parties, therefore voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democrat, said Musk. It's a lot of sense. What he's for is gridlock. He'd like to see uh, things just stalled in terms of legislation, in terms of power, so that the country can get on with its business. There's a lot to say. That. That's, <laughs> there's some wisdom in that. Uh, however, I think a lot of us want to see get back on to making America great again. So uh, certainly Biden will be an obstruction to that. <clears throat> well, here's the latest words of wisdom from our confused president on Friday. No one is building new coal plants because they can't rely on it. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar, he said. We hope the people in Ohio and Pennsylvania were listening. We still get one-third of our electric power from coal, about four times more than we get inefficient wind or solar power. China is now powering its rapid industrial expansion on fossil fuels as it builds dozens of massive new coal plants. How does it prevent global warming if every time we shut down a coal plant, China is building two or three? Doesn't make sense. Coal plants are cleaner at all the time. In 2020, the U.S. Department of Energy issued the report which found coal-fired electricity generation is cleaner than ever. Research shows that a new coal plant with pollution controls reduces nitrogen oxides by 83%, sulfur dioxide by 98%, and particulate matter by 99.8% compared to plants without controls. According to the NETL, over the next 30 years, new coal production of 145 to 345 million tons could result in 47,500 coal mining jobs. The carbon products could also result in a production value of $139 billion and 480,000 manufacturing jobs tied directly to carbon products. This always comes as a surprise to people, but U.S. air quality has steadily and substantially improved in recent decades, and in no small part because of emission coal plants have steadily declined. Clean coal is here. I hope somebody will let Joe Biden know about this. Uh, he's off to Egypt to, for some sort of a uh, get-together there for the uh, Green Group. Anyhow, we're on the subject of energy idiocy. Biden said Friday that coal and oil are more expensive than windmills and solar panels. No, actually, reliance on wind and solar power is highly correlated with high prices for energy and electric power. We know this from the experience of other countries that have tried to go green to, to uh, green energy. It's failed everywhere. Germany tried wind and solar, and it was such a colossal flop that you can see from the chart in the, in that, that Germans were soon operating with the highest energy cost in industrialized world. Germany is one step ahead of the U.S. They're, they learned a lesson and are turning back to nuclear and natural gas. While we head over the green energy cliff, Joe Biden has no idea what's going on. He's taking us down a route to total failure. Well, uh, donations uh, from uh, corporations and big business across many sectors of the economy have favored the Democrat Party in the 2022 election cycle, even as the party positions itself in the opposition to influence of dark money and politics. The money uh, uh, given by corporations, it's astounding how much it favors the Democrats. It just seems like the, the uh, corporations are out of step right now and so woke. It's uh, just un incredible and very unfortunate. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date. By reading Life in Naples, the website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator, that and more, right here on The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of The Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. 
Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541. Welcome back to the Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hey, Lulu B's Diner has started a new dinner service. It's Saturday, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. They have great breakfast and lunch, and now they're starting dinner. Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to M. Hope you'll give them a try. Lulabee's Diner, located in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Great place to have breakfast, lunch, and now dinner. Coming up, I'm going to be visiting with uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, are you have a feeling of exciting anticipation? <laughs> I, I do, I do. It's uh, I think on a statewide basis, it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, we know uh, that Southwest Florida is uh, as red as it can get, and uh, you know a lot of people voted. Just so you know, I think we, the uh, number of people voting as of yesterday, Republicans to Democrat was over three hundred and fifty, three hundred sixty thousand more. So I think we're we're uh, on the way. I think I think so as well. We have to cast a few extra ballots, though, of course, make sure that everybody votes because uh, somehow, some way, you just know. I, I think there's going to be some cheating going on in Pennsylvania. I don't know, though. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know what? My focus is Florida. Yeah. And, um, you know, I we have a very uh, good, robust elections law. We have a good elections uh, secretary um, of Department of State. And uh, I, I think we're going to do well in Florida. I think a lot of Republicans um, are uncomfortable with the uh, uh, mail-in ballots, so they're going to be uh, um, voting today. Mm-hmm. I am. I think if if you have anyone listening from Lee County, my understanding is that there's not as many precincts open because of the hurricane as they would like. So get out there early, so you don't. I mean, you may have to wait on long lines, but it's better to to get there and and get your vote in. Well, nothing has proven our franchise of voting to be more important than what's been happening in the last couple of years. So we've got to count on everybody this time. Everybody's got to put their shoulder to the wheel and make sure they show up and vote. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. I understand you're in or- Orlando today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Southwest Florida is, is uh, fully red, so I think pretty good. But we have a tougher uh, Senate race in uh, Orlando in Seminole County. Jason Broder is running. Um, against a, a very progressive liberal Democrat. And, of course, Orlando has is, is challenging. So I'm going to be 
standing on a street corner waving signs for Jason. Then I'm going to head uh, over to Tampa to help out Jay Collins, who's running against an incumbent, Janet Cruz, who's, um, uh, the I guess, the mother-in-law of the mayor of Tampa. So, you know, that's going to be a challenging race. So I want to be there for uh, Jay Collins, a, a former Green Beret, who is just fantastic and yeah. would make a great senator. So that's going to be my day. And then uh, rounding out with a Senate campaign party. We were going to do it in Naples because that's my hometown, but, you know, it's no place to do it. So we're mo- moving up to Sarasota to do that. So it's going to be a good day. Good day indeed. So uh, what do you do on Election Day? Aren't you, I think your activities are somewhat limited, are they not, around the poll places? Well, you, you, have, to be, you, know, you have to be a certain number of feet away, uh, which we will do. And, uh, you know, I've got signs, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just here to support my colleagues uh, who are running in tough races. And, uh, you know, it's not a question. It's just holding a sign and say, hey, vote for my guy, Yeah, which I'm going to do. Well, that's I really appreciate you. You're running through the tape, as they say here in, in the race. So exactly. It's just, exactly. just so important. And I think it's pretty clear that the American people are embracing the whole notion of, hey, we want to get rid of inflation here. We want to control right. crime. There's, there's so many issues that are so obvious, and the, and the Democrats seem to have said, well, look, abortion's important and uh, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so absurd what their their message their messaging is, and it just hasn't yeah. resonated. It has not resonated <laughs> at all. Everybody that I talk to is concerned about obviously inflation, uh, food prices, gas price. Everything is going through the roof, and uh, we don't have the luxury to worry about social issues if we just need, if our constituents are worried about putting food on their table. It's so true. Well, Kathleen, I just genuinely appreciate your efforts on our behalf. Uh, of course, I want to point out to our listeners, we're very proud of you because you're going to become the president of the state Senate here. I guess the session's going to start in January. So, uh, Yeah. It, it's a uh, We have organizational session November 22nd. <clears throat> that's when I take the gavel. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, great. Well, Kathleen, again, I just genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortz, and we'll find out what's new with Boo. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with the Hodges University Wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, 
gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out with what's new with Boo right here on the Paradise Coast. Boo Mortensen, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure, and today is a big voting day, so uh, lots of anticipation, lots of fear, uh, maybe some exhilaration. We shall see. It's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, just had Kathleen Pasadena on the show, now to be our uh, Senate president, state Senate president, and uh, she says we're so red over here, she's spending time in Orlando and Sarasota to support candidates, but uh, it's going to be great to see the results. It is, but this is what's also going on at the same time. I read an article that said that Trump is preparing to announce, probably after the midterms, to announce that he's going to run in 2024. He's already assembled a campaign team, so he's kind of starting down that path. And he maintains a clear lead in a hypothetical 2024 GOP primary. Mm Mm-hmm. So the question to you is, and even if today it shows where Trump is attacking DeSantis, you know, he sees DeSantis as a a real clear threat. If both were running, who would you vote for? Well, that's a good question. First of all, last night, uh, uh, Trump did a rally up in uh, Ohio. And it was terrific. He was just on fire. He talked for a couple hours. (laughs) It was so entertaining. It's so interesting, so exciting. And he did say, set aside... Uh, the 15th, now that's a week from today, he says he didn't want to uh, distract people away from the, the important task today of voting uh, and for the red wave, but he said he will be making an important announcement on the 15th. So I suspect that he'll run. Now, my personal opinion, I, I think DeSantis is a fantastic governor, and I think he will one day be president of the United States. My personal opinion I, you kind of got to dance with the one that brung you here to the dance. And he started America, Make America Great Again. And the movement has actually caught fire. And I think it's just so important that he run for another term. So I realize all the warts and pimples and things that people don't like about Trump. I get all that. But uh, I think he is our candidate for 2024. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, reluctantly, uh, I have to agree with you. I like DeSantis a lot. Um, I think he's just too young. Hmm. I think he needs more seasoning. You know, I think he's, and, uh, I think he's actually older than President Kennedy when he was first elected as president. How are, how are views of age have changed, aging has changed over the years? Well, it certainly has. I mean, I think next week, Biden turns 80. That's thought-provoking. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think watching the energy of Trump versus Biden, and I think what is Trump, like 76, 77, I'm not exactly sure. But the point being is the difference in energy and vitality is so stark, and the age difference is so minimal. Uh, you know, age doesn't define us, does it? I mean, some people can just continue on and do great things. for, uh, And other people, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So unfortunately, we're sometimes affected by the bad health and, and uh, what's happened in, in our genes. Correct. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. Interesting <laughs> times. You know, everybody's going to stay up late tonight to see what the results were. Obviously, I'm particularly interested in um, Wisconsin. See if yeah. Ron Johnson got it. And uh, the Spetterman versus Oz thing, I find fascinating. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, uh, there, Fetterman has announced that it's going to take a while to count the votes, maybe a week. <laughs> just, Real, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just un- unbelievable. There's no, there's no reason why anything, why it should take more than 24 hours to get the votes counted in any state in the union. I mean... Right now, in, in France, they hold an election. that We've got to have better elections than they have in France, and they get all the votes counted within the day, for crying out loud. They've got uh, more people, I think, in France than they, they have in some of the states here in the United States. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it makes you wonder. You know, Trump has always said the election was stolen from him, and, and um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Let me ask you a different question, because we just, went on daylight savings time. What are your thoughts about it? I, and before you answer, I did not know that a number of countries have given up daylight savings time. Turkey, Iran, and Russia, and Mexico huh. have said no more. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't. And I thought that 
I thought that daylight savings time was just an American thing. Well, we, we instituted daylight savings time in order to have more sunlight hours for working. And so, so in other words, to use less energy in one of those periods of time where that was an important consideration. So I think that's why we have daylight savings time in, in the first place. But, uh, you know, they've now proven irrefutably that uh, changing times like that is bad for your health. And there's a lot of uh, health issues as a result of uh, changing, changing times. Not necessarily for the vital people, but for people who perhaps have issues with regard to immune systems and so forth, it, it can create some real stress. I think uh, I, I personally like daylight savings time, and I would be I would prefer to stay on daylight savings time twenty four hour twenty uh, all uh, all year. What are your thoughts? Same, yeah, I would too. I did not know that the U.S. Senate uh, this year backed legislation that if it's made into law would lock the clock on daylight savings time unless individual states wanted to opt out of it. I didn't even know we'd gone down that track yet already. Well, you'd be interested in knowing, and perhaps you do know, that the state of Florida, I believe it was under uh, Rick Scott's uh, reign as, as governor, uh, voted, the state of Florida, the legislature voted to have uh, year-round uh, daylight savings time in Florida. Now, we actually have two different time zones in Florida, the, uh, uh, up in Tallahassee in that area. The, the, uh, eastern, uh, the western side of the state actually is in a different time zone. So the, the law would, first of all, the law we passed said that, that all of Florida would be in the same time zone, and it would be one time zone all year, uh, daylight savings time. But it hasn't passed? Well, it requires Congress to approve it, and Congress has not taken the time to do that. I, you know, that's something else I didn't know. I didn't know the state of Florida was on two separate time zones. Yeah, and it gets it can be uh, create some confusion. But that said, I mean, uh, I understand that it's a low priority. <laughs> this Congress has got a lot of stuff they're trying to accomplish, spend trillions of dollars that we don't have, and all that type of stuff. So worrying about daylight savings time in Florida, I'm sure, is a, is a is a, a low priority, but I wish they would improve it because it's already been approved by the citizens and by the legislature here in Florida. Right, right. I guess it was started around World War One when they wanted to save energy bills, or you know, they wanted to save money on the energy yeah. of uh, munitions factories. Huh. Now, I did not know that, but... Yeah. Uh, Anyhow, it's uh, it, I think there's a lot of re some people said, well, this would be bad for kids, but they'd wake up and they'd have to go to school in the dark, and that's not safe, and so forth. Well, the simple solution to that is we'll just start school an hour later. Uh, yeah, easy. I think there's some schools in Europe that go on and off daylight saving time, and when it's dark in the morning, they don't go to school till ten o'clock. Yeah. A simple solution, quite frankly. So those are those are minor issues, in my opinion. But I think for the health of all of us, it'd be a lot better. And personally, I just like more light at the end of the day. And I wake I wake up at four thirty in the morning, so it's dark when I get up, anyhow. <laughs> oh my! Don't you like it light in the morning, though? Well, you know what I really enjoy is uh, the solitude of the morning, getting up and doing my show prep and all that type of thing, but also watching the sunrises, which are just spectacular here in Florida. And there's about six or seven minutes where the colors are just unbelievable in most sunrises here. So I just really enjoy that aspect of the day. Yeah, I do too. Actually, it's my favorite part. You know, the birds are just getting up and they're starting to chirp around. Yeah, <clears throat> and you get these spectacular sunrises, and it's quiet. There's no hustle and bustle. You don't hear anything else. It really is a special time. We live in a fabulous state, I'll tell you that. We certainly do, and I'm so grateful that we have a governor like Governor DeSantis. I mean, I really consider him to be the firewall against the insanity coming out of the federal government right now. He's made great decisions. Just think about it. He's gone against the tide with regard to everything from masking to closing down schools, you name it, when it comes to this pandemic. And all these decisions have proven to be correct. And Charlie Chris says, look, if I'm your new president, I'm going to require, we're going to have masking. <laughs> like we're supposed to embrace that and be happy about it. He also says that our current Surgeon General, uh, Ladapo, uh, is a quack 
Well, the guy was a endowed professor at UCLA, and he's a, a brilliant man. And he went against the tide, and uh, of course, he was ostracized from UCLA. And he wasn't fired, but what happened is that his wife became so uncomfortable with the environment at UCLA because of the uh, the, the social pressure that when this opportunity came up to move to Florida, she said, please take it. Let's get out of here. Wow. I'm not surprised. I would think I'm surprised that more people aren't leaving California. Well, they're they're the leaving. The home of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> they're moving. They're leaving in droves. You know, the cost of getting a rental car, uh, a rental truck to leave Florida, California is much more expensive than it is to get a rental uh, rent truck to go from some place like Texas into California. It's the price is like two or three times the same, the, the amount. Well, it's going to take more than that to, than to discourage people to leave. You know, Boo, before I let you go, I do want to tell our audience that I just admire you so much. I mean, we don't talk about this, but you had your own radio show for years in Madison, Wisconsin. And it was always very entertaining. But also, you've, uh, for example, you took, uh, you've done skydiving. You've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, you've done so many interesting things in your life. You've owned businesses, art galleries, and so forth. Just a really fascinating background and bring a real zest and verve for life. So just really appreciate you. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you. That will just spark my day. <laughs> okay, well, let's go vote, Boo. And let's hope for a yeah. red tide. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be uh, visiting uh, with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting choicesocial.us. We have with us Seton Modley, the founder and president of Les Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Les Government. You know, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and nobody else does, apparently. Well, let's hope we're going to have a red wave, and that may make a difference, although we've seen in the past where Congresses change, uh, there's a lot of anticipation. Making McConnell's what... office bigger doesn't, mean, doesn't help us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. Hey, you wrote a great piece. It's uh, You can have net neutrality or functional broadband for everyone, not both. 
Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, of course, net neutrality is this zombie policy that's existed since 2003 when a college professor made it up. And if you think back in the history of the Internet, 2003 is pretty darn early. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty nation Internet we're talking about. And he immediately, he's a, he's a, he's a socialist, his name's Tim Wu, and he's a college professor. Please pardon the redundancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he came up with this concept of net neutrality where you had to treat every byte on the Internet equally. Which, of course, is ridiculous. Uh, you know, you, I don't want the email from Nigerian Prince to be treated the same as the email from my grandmother. I'd like those bites to be treated differently, please. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there's all sorts of... It's an assault on the industry. It's an ideological assault on the industry. It's, it's a regulatory assault on the industry to affect the ideological outcome. What they're doing is they're preempting the growth of the Internet with net neutrality. Uh, they're trying to prevent a bunch of cool things from happening, like... For example, remote surgery. I love this example because I think it's so cool. You, remote surgery, you can, you can do surgery with robot arms. You know, you've heard of Doctors Without Borders. You can go, you know, these doctors travel all over the world to perform surgery in third world countries. Well, you, we're getting to the point now where you can use remote arms and perform surgery remotely. Yep. And obviously, I would like a, you know, I'd like them to be able to pay for a dedicated internet connection so that it doesn't buffer in the middle of the operation and 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 you know because you're competing in the same net neutral broadband stream with gamers and hd movie watchers right well no you want to pay for a dedicated stream just like you do in every other industry uh including by the way the government post office has different speed delivery speeds right yes well net neutrality makes all that illegal yeah and so, because everybody, everything's got to be treated equally. It's equity. It's, you know, everybody's got to be the same. Yeah. And of course, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, another aspect of net neutrality, which is the real reason why, well, the the, the economic reason why, the, the politically economic reason why it still exists, is it outlaws big tech companies from paying for the broadband they use. Which is absurd because you think about how much broadband Netflix uses, or, or right, exactly. You know, YouTube is Google. Um, Facebook has its video platform. Uh, nothing, nothing consumes more bandwidth than video. It's, it, you know, you're talking about the big tech companies consuming seventy percent of the internet bandwidth, and net neutrality says you can't pay. Now, the uncertainty of it going back and forth because Obama imposed it twice and. It was thrown up by the courts the first time, and then Trump reversed it, and Biden's threatening to impose it again. Most of these companies have been operating, or the Internet providers, have been operating like net neutrality is in place even when it's not. Yep. And that's preempted a bunch of really cool stuff over the last 20 years. Because uh, the most expensive part of regulation is the, are the things you never get because of regulation. Interesting. And, and so, anyway, so now you've got... <laughs> These big tech companies bringing it, you know, keeping it alive, even though, like, like for example, 5G is so dense a delivery system of, of speed and, and broadband capacity, they can do what they call splicing. And it's like, it's like taking a rope and cutting it into 50 pieces, and all 50 pieces connect you. Wow. Well, that's, that's a violation of net neutrality. Can't do that. Hmm. Well, why? And again, this is where I've, I've said for a long time, technolo technology every day is making net neutrality look dumber and dumber. If you can splice it into 50 different connections, and they all connect you, and they, and they offer varying speeds for varying services. I mean, I don't want to pay for a, 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 you know, a, a T, T, you know, T tower, a terabyte tower. All I'm doing is uploading stories and emailing. I don't need that much bandwidth. Right. Why should I have to pay for it to make it equalized with somebody who's watching eight HD movies a day? Let him pay more. He's a, he's the one using it, not me. Right. See, you know, you make. I, I keep on thinking about your surgery uh, example, which I think is so compelling. You know, and, and this whole notion of being able to do surgery with uh, artificial arms with eight I I. Uh, uh, artificial intelligence and so forth. It's just an incredible uh, advance. And just think about the kids that need operations in Africa and other places of the world where they can be done. Like, like Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, takes time out of his life several times a year, I think, and goes to the Caribbean and, and I think performs eye surgeries and stuff. Wow. 
And, you know, one, first of all, he's a better man than I for doing that. I mean, that's really, you know, he doesn't he charge anybody for that, by the way, that, that he does that gratis. Um, but two, if he, if he could just get out of bed, go into his office and do it remotely. Yeah. Well, think how many more surgeries he could perform. Exactly. He, you know, every weekend he could go online and perform 10, 10 of these surgeries. And then, and then, you know, do them in the morning on the Saturday and Sunday and then go about his day. I mean, it's, it opens up all kinds of possibilities, which, of course, is what net neutrality was created to prevent, to prohibit. Well, we they didn't ha- want the Internet doing all these good things. We- so, and, of course, it's big tech cronyism because why on earth should they pay for all the bandwidth they use? Uh, you make such a good case, Seaton. I mean, by the way, uh, you know what schadenfreude is, right? Yes, it's, it's, it's a German word for enjoying the suffering of others. Right. So uh, uh, Facebook is down 70% in stock value. Uh, yes. I, I'm experiencing some schadenfreude. Well, yeah, I mean, look, they've, it, 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 the term I've seen you coined, it wasn't by me, is, is surveillance capitalism. Yeah. Where they make all their money watching you and selling you. And I found it creepy. I found it nauseating. Um, and I'd love to see these companies actually go out of – I mean, it's, Facebook is a glorified comment section. And as we know – the internet comment section is the internet sewer. Right. <laughs> so if, if, the, if, if the glorified comment section, by the way, section 230, real quick, how, how potent a crony gift is section 230 if a glorified comment section can be worth $800 billion? No question. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also find Less Government on Facebook. <laughs> Ask to think about that. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you on the show, Seton. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting uh, with Linda Harden. Uh, we'll be talking about the events of the day, both local and international. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence is one of only 97 restaurants worldwide to receive Wine Spectator's prestigious Grand Award, and they've received it for the eighth consecutive year. Blue Provence Restaurant is temporarily closed for renovations due to damage from Hurricane Ian, and they look forward to serving you again in the near future. In the meantime, you can enjoy their grand award-winning wine list with unbeatable prices on more than 2,500 wines by visiting Blue Provence Fine Wines at 1234 8th Street South, Monday through Saturday between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Check out the vast wine selection by visiting Blue Provence on Facebook or visit the easy-to-browse website blueprovencefinewines.com. Visit blueprovencefinewines.com or if you need help, you can call Jacques directly at 239 239- 821-6772. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239 325 1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility of limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us my beautiful wife, Linda, Linda Harden. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. And you'll notice that I'm wearing red, white, and blue today. Yes, I noticed that. Well, uh, today's election day. Today is the big day. And by the way, game day. Game day. And you know what? Uh, The president 
President Donald Trump just the did real a, president. He did an outstanding job. He held, I think it was four, four rallies four, over four days. Four rallies over four days. Un, just boundless Pencil- energy that he has. Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, and somewhere else. Yeah, was it was it uh, uh, Florida where he was standing in the rain? Yep, it was pouring down. He was talking about it at his rally last night, and he said that. Um, he says it was the biggest rainstorm. He says God just dumped the rain on my head. <laughs> yeah. so he says, all... but nobody left. Nobody left. I didn't leave. Nobody left. He says it was one of the greatest rallies of all time. It was. He was just on fire. By the way, speaking of God's acts, uh, you have to think about. Uh, Let's travel to Pennsylvania. Yeah, for just Fetterman's a <laughs> talking and the flags blow over. I mean, talk about a symbolic gesture on the part of the uh, divine one to. Yeah, but wait, wait. I mean, Doug Mastriano, the candidate for governor for Pennsylvania, who's just, he's just a hot ticket. And he's, he, and he was talking on Bannon show yesterday about um, uh, divine signs, signs from God. And he says, I was standing up, it was at the Trump rally, and just, he was speaking before um, Trump even got there. And, and, and it was cloudy, and it looked like it was going to rain. And he started speaking, and he says, I'm not saying I'm blessed, but all of a sudden, when I started speaking, the sun came out and just shone right on the podium. And then, it, he says, it just gives me goosebumps to talk about it. The most brilliant rainbow he has ever seen, ever. And there's pictures all over the internet about it. It was so, it, the colors were so brilliant. Was right over the crowd and, and where he was speaking, and then it turned into a double rainbow. Wow. And then the same day, Fetterman got up and said whatever mumble-jumble he was going to say, and all of a sudden, it wasn't windy at all, all of a sudden, this huge gust came up and blew every flag <laughs> There were about Down six flags behind him, and they all blew over. So awesome. hopefully very symbolic about what's going to happen today. We need a big, big victory. We know cheating's going to go on in some places. For example, what we anticipated in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. I mean, uh, Wait, Fetterman's trying to sue to get all the, the crooked ballots to be counted. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> I loved your comment last night. We won't say it on the air, but it made me laugh hard. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. maybe he had some not-so-good language. Huh? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a great day, and uh, it's going to be a great day for liberty. And now the people are going to speak. People are sick and tired of going down the path of this uh, ideologue uh, agenda that we have from the uh, Democrat Party. Their big focus on is on abortion, and it's on climate change. Oh wait, but not John Fetterman. Remember, he said he was going to he was against Roe Roe v. Ro- Wade. <laughs> <laughs> what a bozo. Who would ever, who in the whole wide world would ever vote for that doofus? I'm serious. He, he wears a, a, a hoodie like he's, he's the man of the people. How many people do you know who walk around in a hoodie 24 hours? Yeah, I don't. It's, I, th- I think it's to cover up the goiter on the back of his neck, but, oh. but irrespective. So today, I mean, uh, there's so many races that are so important. We're talking about uh, Don uh, Balduke. Balduke in in uh, New Hampshire. We talk about, uh, you know, of course, Carrie Lake in uh, Arizona. Caroline Levitt in, in uh, New Hampshire, too. Yeah, no, no, no question. And, uh, of course, Blake Masters in Arizona. And uh, just all these races right now, there's so much hanging in the, in the balance. By the way, you know, it's really interesting, um, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, Josh Shapiro, who's running against Doug Mastriano for governor in, in Pennsylvania, he has been hiding under the bed. He's been pulling a Hyden Biden routine. He wouldn't debate Mastriano. Hmm. He's he's just won't. He's not on television. He's not anywhere pleading his case. And um, I love our our one of our favorite correspondents, Jack. Just like he's teasing him about his height. He's just this is Mastriano Monday. Um, just pushing Mastriano all the way. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how. I don't know how. Candidates, Katie Hobbs, Josh Shapiro, people like that, can hide. Well, it'll and be expect to win. Well, uh, uh, my guess is their calculation is that uh, better to be thought a fool than to open my mouth and prove I am too late. <laughs> yeah, so I think that might be part let's, of. The let's strategy. just name. Let's just name those 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 people in the Democratic Party who, within the last several days, have made total asses out of themselves. Gretchen Whitmer, um, uh, John Fetterman, Katie Hobbs. Um, 
Joe Biden. Joe, well, Joe Biden. Yeah. And and meanwhile, it was so interesting to watch that interview. And I don't remember the gal who was a, a, the Democrat that was on MSNBC or CNN. And she's and you know uh, Barack Obama. And by the way, have you noticed that Barack Obama doesn't wear his wedding ring, ring anymore? Just saying, he hasn't for months. Just saying, nobody's seen Michelle. Hmm. Interesting. But all these people, Obama and and Kamala Harris and whatever. Oh, but talk about stupid sentences. Katie, or Kathy Hochul, when he she was in a debate with with Lee Zeldin, and he was talking about crime. She says, "I don't know why you're so why that's so important. Why that's so important? Yeah, that's it's 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 crime ridden place. Just unbelievable. I mean, uh, uh, and then and Biden says, uh, you know, we're going to get rid of coal plants, and then. Uh, Jean Pierre, what's her name? Uh, I don't care. Well, she says she says well it was it was loud there, and I don't think people heard correctly what he had to say. <laughs> She's, they're just trying to cut this this guy. I, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be pleased that the election is over, if for no other reason than to get Biden back in the basement so he's not talking all the time. Well, there, there's going to be hell to pay if if this election goes the way we we hope and pray that it goes. Um, they're going to be doing more than hiding in the basement because, um, as you know, Jim Jordan and, and all these Republicans have got a thousand-page um, investigation report about impeaching Ray, impeaching, um, you know, and doing serious investigations into all of this. Um, the Attorney General, yeah. that impeach, having an investigation on Hunter Biden yeah. on, on the laptop. Right. Uh, yeah. How about uh, Anthony Fauci and an investigation on, on the... I mean, this guy, I think, quite frankly, could be accused of mass murder for all the things that he's said and done that have hurt the American economy and the American people. Do you remember when, remember um, Laura Logan, right? She's yeah. she's very outspoken. She used to be a correspondent for CBS News. And and she's been kicked off of, I feel I'm in good company. She's been kicked off every major social media site. Um, but she got kicked off Fox when she compared... Anthony Fauci to Mengele. Yeah, well, that's a pretty good. You know what? Truth hurts. pretty good comparison. And you know what? After after watching, I mean, we haven't watched the entirety of that um, movie, the um, the real Anthony Fauci. We got about ten minutes left to watch. Holy crap! Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Uh, what it, they've been doing for what he's been doing for all these years. So uh, I want to pitch that, by the way, for our listeners' benefit. If you if you can watch. Uh, the real Anthony Fauci movie.com is the website. The real Anthony Fauci movie.com. I believe you can still watch it at no cost. It's in two parts an hour and 50 minutes, the first part. The second part is an hour and 10 minutes. It is absolutely fantastic. It's, it's, it's built around, it's uh, written around the, uh, the uh, book. Uh, the, the real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Robert Jr. F. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Just uh, it's certainly worth the time and effort to watch it. It certainly uh, demonstrates how Fauci and what he's done has hurt the American people so badly, set kids back in school. Uh, a lot of uh, you can't believe the people that are dying as a result of the vaccine. It's just unbelievable. And 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 oh by the way, it's not just the COVID COVID nineteen vaccine. It's the vaccines that any vaccine that Anthony Fauci is, oh, has how had about, his hands on. Yeah, how about the AIDS, uh, AIDS, yeah. AIDS whatever that uh, 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 production swine was, flu. swine flu. Uh, we've got bad people in charge of our uh, public health, and we need to make changes. Oh boy, I mean, it it's, it was so exciting for me to watch. Um, you know, I was I turned on Fox and Friends early, 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 and to see because they've got people stationed all over the country to t- see what. It's at top of mind for them as far as voting. Some have already voted. Some are voting game day. And um, they're all the same. Yeah. Crime, the economy, yeah. uh, the fentanyl, um, uh, the t- dishonesty in Washington. Yeah. What they've been able to the two-tier justice system. Even they in- interviewed some Democrats who said, that's not the Democratic Party I know. They've just gone way, way, way left, and we we have to stop them. Well, I'll it tell was you very what. Very refreshing. Every two years, we get to stand up and make our voices heard, and that's through our votes. And I'm just going to encourage our listeners right now: if you haven't made plans to vote today, and you still have the op- opportunity, doesn't matter how you vote. Vote your conscience and vote what you think is best for America. Needless to say, Linda and I are both voting on the uh, Republican tickets. But uh, make sure that you vote today. Have your voice heard. Listen, these people, uh, they just go out and uh, do whatever they please without 
uh, your interests at heart. We need to hold them accountable. One of the ways we can do that is by casting our votes. By the way, um, just to add to the list of the stupid things that, that candidates on the left have had to say was when Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis were in a debate. And you know, Ron DeSantis is, has, I mean, Florida is the go-to state from everyone in the whole wide world. They're all right. coming here, right? So Charlie Crist says, you will go on record to be the worst uh, governor um, for, for business in the whole entire country. And the whole audience, which was mostly of, of Chris supporters, which he brought in, laughed. Yeah. Even they know that was stupid. I know. Linda, just genuinely appreciate uh, your enthusiasm, your interest, and your commentary. Thanks so much for joining it's us. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great day indeed. indeed. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Get out and vote. Tomorrow we've got great guests, including Bob Levy, the chairman of the K- former chairman of the Cato Institute, and also Andrew Jopp, a professor and author of Josephus of Oz. I uh, hope you, uh, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends. I think it uh, would help our advertisers and help get the word out. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. <laughs>